Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. That's right, and a big week. Right across Tassie, hello to you, Campbell Brown, Cam oh, Luke. Oh, yes. Oh, hey. And they, uh, Tassie got the fifth test. Is that confirmed? Yes. Are you sure? I just confirmed it. <laughs> I think. I, I think. Well, if it's not confirmed, it's about to be. Yeah, I might have. I'm, I might have jumped the gun, but I think it's pretty much locked in. Pretty now. sure. Uh, breaking news. The Jack Jumpers last night, oh so close to knocking the 36ers so off. They're one and one now. They're one and one. The Giants rocking. Only two teams in the history of the NBL have gone back to back sellout crowds. The Townsville Crocodiles that, that right? were the Suns back in '93, and the Jack Jumpers, and they are flocking to it. I got to say, last night's game was great. The commentary was even better. Oh, yeah. I did see your skinny um, pants. Homicide put them up on his um, Instagram. I couldn't believe you got into them. <laughs> Please. I'm, You've stopped I'm, doing leg I'm wearing weights. wearing them today. You're not doing squats I've been anymore. wearing them. We'll get stuck into this Gee, after one. When, you, when your quads are as big as your calves, there's a real issue going on. <laughs> we'll get into that after one. It's a big day ahead of us. Taz Racing Talk, all thanks to Ladbrokes. The Golden Apple. Tomorrow night, the Group 3, our man Jamie Cox shuts excited. Hello, big yeah. dog. There you go, boys. Jamie, we need you to take a big bite out of the apple. Yes, there it is. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong, mate, but I must say, I did tune in last night to watch the Jack Jumpers, and I heard this voice, and I thought, geez, I know that voice from somewhere. <laughs> and I must tell, I must say, you did do a good job in the commentary. You know, you're a very talented man, Cam, that's for sure. He I wouldn't is. say I'm he talented, sure but I'm humble. I'm assuming, Jamie, you tuned in, because like everything else you've done this year, Every bet you've had has turned into millions. So I'm assuming you had a little nibble at the Jack Jumpers, or probably in the way in the form you are in the 36s. No, I'm so away from the basketball. Mate. I don't mind having a bet on the NBA. That's a bit more um, reliable. But um, but no, it's a good game. I, I really enjoyed it. The Jack Jumpers had their chance. They just mm-hmm. couldn't get the job done late. But um, but yeah, they, they started the season off well, mate. Let's just hope the crowds the crowds keep crowds keep flocking and. Um, they keep performing well. They will. It'll be big, as will the Golden Apple tomorrow night. Going to be a big one at Launceston. Fire away, mate. Start wherever you want to start because we're excited for this. Yeah, no, it's a good race, the Golden Apple, and it brings the front markers into the race because it's over 2,200 metres and it's a stand start. So if you're off 20 or 30 metres, you know, it's not easy. And um, there's a few on the front line that can ping away. If they happen to lob on top and can rate you know, two minutes off the front. It will make it hard for the horses out the back. But in saying that, you know, the horse I do like is the back marker. Um, he's a proven star, Riley Major. Um, he's off 30 metres, but he pings away, mate. He'll make that up in the space of the first probably 150 to 200 metres. And it'll just determine which which horse pings away out of... Um, you got a couple off the front line, Mr Gently. you got Bully's Delight. 
you got Sonny Sands, who would be hoping to ping across from out wide because, you know, if he had to follow the lead, he'd take it, plenty of running down. And then you've got the giant killer from the other week, got a good got a good reason, who was able to lead throughout at 100 to 1, and he's drawn barrier two. So if he happened to ping on top, there's no reason why he can't, you know, cause another upset. But, um, yeah, Riley Major, he's a proven star. Ronald Hillier, you know, he's a man that gets the job done nine times out of ten, and he knows the horse better than most. So he'll make an early move, I'm thinking. And just try and control the race from outside the, the speed if he can get up there without doing too much work. And he's definitely the one to beat. Um, stable mate Lip Reader is a very nice horse as well. Um, he's on the same mark as Riley Major, which, you know, probably, you know, not ideal. But if he can happen to keep on, on the back of Riley, he'll be a big danger at the business end. And so will the Shallows, who's very underrated. And he was a good winner last time, ran similar time to the first heat and he seemed to do it easy and he is the reigning champion of the Golden Apple. We took it out last year. So it promised to be a great race, boys, but yeah, Riley Majors be top pick. Oh, Rowan Hill is going to join us in about uh, 30 seconds' time. Before we get to Rowan, uh, you got other best bets around the actual main race in the meeting? Yeah, a couple of best bets. Uh, race two, number four, Franco Joe, trained by Christy Butler. Um, Show returned to form last time. Workforce sat outside the leader and, you know, battled away okay. Got beat 28 metres, mind you, but this is a lot easier. And um, I think he can get the job done. Race 7, number 8, that's another Rowan Hillier a drive. Um, he's a class above a Montana Storm. It'd be just interesting Rowan sort of where he gets off, gets off early and take bad luck out of the equation or, or drives for luck, but I think he'll be winning. Colour value, race 4, number 11, better and more. Uh, drops in grave, draws the second line, but should get a card in the race and, Ricky Duggan will put him into the put put her into the race at the right time, and I think she can run down her rivals. And race eight, number three, Nova Baxter. This is a very good race, boys. Um, you've got Demand Respector on two. Um, he's a nice type, and then you've got another couple of others. Kuzman's drawn six, and he's in career best form. But I reckon if Noel, Rowan puts the foot down and is able to get across those to his inside, and she runs up to a latest win, I think she can be winning as well. And there's one of odds, race three, I think, a horse called Sports Illustrator. Um, it's a two-year-old taken on the old arrivals, but it just maps to get the right sort of run. It should be around ten or twelve dollars, boys. Well, I nice like price. value. This is what this is what the uh, big J Dog does. Brings a bit of value for a Friday afternoon. He also brings the biggest guests in the game. Funnily enough, he tipped a couple of the the drives. He, he does coincidence. He, he, he does. Jamie does the form. He finds out who's going to win the race, and then he gets the particular trainer or driver <laughs> on the show. And in this case, both uh, is the same person. Rowan Hillier joins us. Ro, hello to you. Hey, young boys. Well, mate. Well, big, big, big weekend ahead for for uh, for you. And uh, well, you got a couple in the main race, but uh, in particular, one that you're in the back of. Yeah, obviously, um, Riley Major. I own him and own him with me, me with me wife. And uh, yeah, we've had him since he was a foal, and he's um, pretty special to the family. Riley Major. Yeah. Take it away, J Dog. Yeah, well, as, as you know, I'm a fair bit of the story, so we don't need to elaborate too much, but he's a special horse, and he's a, he's a really, really good horse too, mate, as we all know locally. Um, you know, 30 metres over 2,200 ain't ideal, mate, but Riley Major's probably going to be the exception of that. As we all know, he just pings away, and I think this is his forefront back, and he you know, usually hit his straps, you know, third or forefront back, and I think he'll be cherry ripe for a Saturday night. Yeah, you're right. He, he usually takes a a few runs to get to his top and he loves racing um i think the week the week back up will suit him down to the ground and um his work this week has been super so 
yeah, it is tough off 30 metres, and um, but they'll know he's in it. And we'll, we'll have to touch on Lipper either, mate. He's been in the big improver over the last 18 months, and you know, he's probably surprised if you and even yourself how far he's progressed. And you know, he's not about some chance, it's, it's a bit tough for him off of 30 metres, but he's racing very well. And you know, if he was able to keep Riley's back early and follow him into the race, he'd be a danger at the business end as well. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's stepped up a, a bit this, this year, uh, Liberator. He sort of um, worked his way through the classes last year, and after uh, he's had a little, little bit of a break, he's come back and he's, he's a bit stronger. And um, Yeah, he needs the right run for sure. He's, his biggest asset is, is his turn of foot at the end of his races, so if he's sitting on Riley's back, he'll definitely be a chance. Uh, you know, the tricky front line, mate, you know, there's a fair bit of speed off that front line. Which one are you thinking is the likely leader, you know? It's not me baffling a little bit. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a hard one. I think whatever leads off the front line is going to be a real real good chance to win the race. Um, obviously, they've, they've got to run along a bit and, and take the back markers out of the equation. But, yeah, I think Mr Gently or Sunny Sands or, or even Deadly Assassin, they're, they're all chances to lead in the race. Yeah, no, it promises to be a great race, mate. We on Saturday night, you know, which is prime time TV for Tasmanian Arnest Racing, you know, along with the Union of Dominion. So I'm sure Riley will come to the floor, mate, but we'll touch on a few others. Um, Montana Storm, you threw him in the deep end in the heat last week, but, you know, he missed away. Uh, but he looks very well placed in this race, and as far as I'm concerned, he's a better than night. But he does have to overcome inside the second line draw. So um, you're going to follow through, or you're going to try and get off early, mate. Yeah, good question. I think when I first seen the field, I thought we'd, we'd follow through and um, I'm pretty sure the one holds up and he'll be sitting beyond the letter and he's lucky over the last two or three hundred to, to beat him. Um, then, yeah, I, I think we'll go that way, but um, obviously on the night we'll, we'll have to make that decision, but he's, he's really well. We've got a big opinion of the horse and um, I think next year you'll probably see him and they'll race like the Golden Apple if his manners improve. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, mate. And then the other ones, the um, the filly that you own, you own with some with some mates, trained by Paul Ashwood and Ava Baxter. Um, you know, I thought she was slightly disappointing in the Granny Smith, oh, not the Granny Smith, the Bandbox, but she probably wasn't 100% after a, a little bit of a illness going back a month or two ago. But last week, mate, she showed what she's like. You know, you drew her aggressive, found the lead, and, and she ran her rolls off her legs and... Um, this race is a little bit stronger, um, but are you planning on pushing forward to try and find the top and similar tactics this week? Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a crack for the front. Um, not, I'm not 100% sure we'll get there, but we'll be definitely trying. Um, as you, you're right, though. It's definitely a step up in class for her. Um, but if she found the top and, and got a, a cheap section or somewhere, she'd be very hard to beat. Um, so we'll give you a few dollars. We'll give you $10, mate, you know, for us battlers out there. Um, which one are we going to put it on the other three? Or do we take a mouldy? No, we'll leave the mouldies out of it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the old boy, Riley Major. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, mate. I think it's his race. You know, just his manners, just you know, unbelievable from the tapes. And I think he'll get the job done too, mate. Especially after his last week's effort in his seat. No, appreciate that, mate. Beautifully done, Rowan Hillier. Thank you. And what's going to be a huge weekend with plenty of great chances for Row. Mate, before I let you go, Jamie, J-Dog, drop it again at SN underscore track. Firstly, what type of form have you been in? Oh, I've been struggling a bit lately, mate. I've just been some tough races. You know, we're getting a winner or two every week, but we're not getting three or four winners, you know. So we're just holding our own at the moment, mate. But let's hope Saturday night, you know, prime time, we can get a few winners and, and, and get our name back up there in lights.
Well, your name's always up in lights, J-Dog, so don't pretend like it's been at all diminished in the last couple of weeks. Again, your best for the weekend, mate, or best. Drop it again. Well, I'm happy to, I'm happy to go on my multi with round horses. Race 7, number 8, Montana Storm. Into the old boy, really, mate. I'm very confident with him. And even race 8, number 3, Nova Baxter. You know, we go on parlay 2, parlay 3. I think 2 out of 3 will win, and um, I reckon that's the way to go out there for the listeners. Beautifully done, mate, as always. Appreciate your time. We'll chat soon. Thanks, boys. Jamie Cockshot, he's on fire. Rowan Hillier, huge weekend mm. ahead for him as well. You can get involved. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. It'd be quite daunting uh, owning one with your wife. You'd bit of pressure on. Oh, you know what I mean? Especially when you've got two in the race. You, you yeah. need to ride the one that oh. part own with your wife. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't? No. Oh, well, Rowan Hilly is a much more courageous, better bloke than I am. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. But, jeez, <laughs> he might have overstepped the line here. Unless, of course, it wins. Well, well, and yeah, then, exactly. But if you, yeah. if you accidentally oh. slaughter it. Imagine you slaughter it and get beat by you, short half nostril. You're driving home thinking, jeez, I'm upset that we didn't get <laughs> yeah. the money. And now I've got hey. to walk in the front door. No, he's un- un- unhitching the sulky. You just keep driving the thing <laughs> home because you won't be in the car. Uh, <laughs> good luck. And what's going to be a wonderful race tomorrow night. The Group 3, Tassie Golden Eagle. And the standalone hardest meeting at Launceston. We can't wait for it. At SCN underscore track as well. All of our, uh, all Jamie Cockshut's best bets are up there. We'll get to a break. Plenty more on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. You most certainly are. Good afternoon to you. How'd you go Wednesday night? Back a winner? Wednesday night, we did okay. Uh, Damo Watson had a huge night. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the, the last few here in Melbourne yep. because of the, the twilight racing. And then um, his best of the night lobbed at about $8, which was lovely. Um, yeah, there's some nice yeah, – J- um, Joshy Jenkins' best of the night lobbed. I think there was a quaddy that got up. Your best of the night lob or not? I know you haven't mentioned nah, it. No, I came third. Oh, okay. But so. it, it was like an eight dollar. It was a drift eight dollar pot. Ran well. You sort of got your two dollars fifty in the place. <laughs> uh, what I what I do know, <laughs> what I do know is that I have seen you in almost every single state I could possibly see a human being in, and, and likewise, you know, from from um, happy and gloriously happy and delirious to agitated and angry and filthy and a little bit bemused. And I've seen you confident, but I've never seen you as confident as you are today, today. on your best of the day. So, it's true. Uh, it as we welcome true. in from Ladbrokes, of course, Ladbroke it, make every race even more exciting. Tommy Hackett, hello to you. Hello, boys. Brando, this best of the day, I'm intrigued now. And you it's won't. very sure. Before, before <laughs> Brownie talks, we might touch on a couple of things. I give you, if I jump on the Ladbrokes bet ticker, no one is having a bet on where... What location Brownie's best of the day is today? But what we might it's start unbeatable, with, Tommy. It's what, what have you got, Tommy? What What is uh, right now taking the fancy Ladbrokes punters? Yeah, it's been there. It's an interesting weekend of racing that we've got ahead of us because obviously we've got Ladbrokes Friday Night Lights at the Valley tonight, a big meeting at Canterbury, Twilight Racing in Brisbane at Doom, and then into a big Saturday of racing. And uh, there's the Villiers Stakes at Sydney probably headlines today, but there's just so many good races across the day. But let's have a look at this Villiers Stakes because it's an interesting betting race. Ellsberg, uh, who was a really good winner last start, is the $4.60 favourite. But has uh, been a good move here for Steely, who uh, Ludbrokes racing expert Mark Sheen's tipping. It's on the second line of betting at $4.80. And Kerwin's Lane's been a bit of a market move at $14 into $10. So really interesting race of Villiers as it is every year. 
I think Ellsberg might be a, a horse to follow. I think he might be a Group 1 winner in waiting. I was really impressed with what he did in the Festival Stakes. I think 1,600 metres in a V-usable suit. So Ellsberg's the horse to beat for me there. So it should be a great race. Eagle Farm, we've got uh, some Magic Williams uh, contenders emerging. I spotted the Stradbroke handicap up for grabs in the gateway, but it's uh, a one-horse race according to the Ludbrokes market. Apache Chase, the thirty-five favourite. Tough to see it getting beat. And it's got form around Ayrton. It's got form around some really good horses. And it's five from six at this tracking distance. So it ticks all the boxes there at Eagle Farm. And then Flemington, we've got the Kensington Stakes as the feature race uh, race there. Another really open betting race. Maliva, the favourite, $4.80. Bit of support for Sartorial Splendor for Johnny Sadler. He doesn't have that many runners these days, Johnny Sadler, but he's got a very, very good strike rate. It's been back Sartorial Splendor. $7 into $6. Does run really well first up. So I think it's a, a really good each-way bet there in a really open edition, the Kensington Stakes. All right, here we go, Tommy. Are you ready for this? So we've got a huge day ahead of us. Mooney Valley, as you mentioned tonight. Why, why have we got Mooney Valley and Cranbourne well, the first at the time, same time? First time they're trialling yeah, it. But, but why? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, Surely that's a, a bit I, of a... I know you think I run Race Victoria, but I don't. I couldn't I imagine consult. that's ideal for trainers and jockeys uh, well, alike. Well, 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 I guess the proof will be not in the pudding, but the eating on the uh, of the pudding. Well, the Valley, Canterbury tonight, Doombin in a little twilight, Geelong, which isn't far away, Cranbourne tonight is... Brownie alluded to. Sconeport, Lincoln, Warren. There is an amazing amount of running and racing today right around the country. Tell me where you think Brownie's best of the day is today. Tell me and you have a fair idea as to Brownie and how he operates. Where is it? Yeah, I would have thought. I'm thinking maybe Warren. I think maybe he's locking in on this meeting at Warren. No, well, I nearly famously tipped the card at Warren a few months ago, so I've set myself for Warren today. It is not. It's actually a Port Lincoln. He's absolute yeah, creme de la creme, cannot lose some nuts best unbeatable. of the day. Tell us exactly why and how, and we'll see what type of uh, market Ludbrokes have got on it. Uh, there's a horse in race number three, uh, horse two, centre field, oh. <laughs> which uh, is a leader. It'll jump from barrier three. It's got Benny Price on board claiming two, so it gets in with 58.5 kilos. It'll jump lead. There's no speed around it. Um it only got collared very late last uh, last start at this track, and um, that was in a slightly harder race, a benchmark 62. So uh, second up undefeated, two from two, and um, there's not a horse in this race that'll be able to get close to it. It's $1.90. I'm hoping we might be able to get, uh, get you, uh, t- even money. Can you give us two bucks at Ladbrokes, Tommy? Yeah, I think we can. I think uh, I'll speak on on behalf of the traders here. I think we can wind this one out to two dollars here, Senator Field. <laughs> but uh, I think Brownie's Brown Dog's right here. Six, uh, three from six at the track. Uh, Seven year old mare that's only had uh, eight race starts. There's definitely a story uh, behind this mare as well. But uh, she does uh, got a pretty good record for uh, a lightly race type. Well, before you go to, I believe it's an omen bet. Uh, he thought it was centerfold, which is an establishment he used to go to every now and then. So he just rolled with it on the back I of it. I think I know what sort of joint that is too, centerfold. Yeah. No, it's going to be very, very hard to beat. Hey, the Heats, we're going to get to uh, Brendan Ryan in around 10 minutes' time. The Heats, uh, of course, last night kick-started the Hobart 1000. Uh, box draw all important, not far away. That's Saturday night, the Hall of Fame dinner, of course. That's going to be a wonderful night. But uh, uh, the Heats run last night. Has it changed the market considerably as we head towards a final next Thursday? Traders still working on that market for the Hobart Thousand. Yep, so I think yep. there will be a, a few different moves. Next. There was a couple of standout performances in the heats last night. It'll be really interesting to see how this market comes up. But I think it's a it's a very winnable Hobart Thousand this year. I think it's a pretty open race. The last few years we've had 
sort of short price favourites. Tommy Shelby was very close uh, short last year, but I think this is going to be a pretty competitive race. And I think box draw, as you said, Cam, is going to be all important. I, I'll tell you what happens, Brownie, and this is 100% what I've always thought, and it's just been confirmed by Tommy Hackett. Until Brennan Ryan gives his tip and how he believes the race is going to play out, <laughs> the traders at Ladbrokes, just they, wait five or six minutes. Yeah, and then yeah. they I, go, think, I think you might be – I think you're definitely onto something there, Cam. I think that's bang on. <laughs> hey, and then before we let you go, Tommy, what, what's England at? 2000s? England, uh, they got out to – they were $26 overnight. I'll just have a look as to uh, what price. But you can still get Australia five this morning, which was probably uh, – Pretty generous from the from the boys in our trading, but England they're now out to sixty one dollars to pull off what would surely be one of the great Test match victories. Australia dollar four, the draw is seventeen dollars, but it looks pretty sunny here in Brisbane at the moment. So hopefully we can uh, knock them over this afternoon. I'd actually argue that's still unders for the English. Tommy, anything else before we let you go? Yeah, I probably agree. I think there probably should be a zero on the end of uh, that price for England. We've currently got on offer. Uh, big bit game in the uh, BBL tonight: the uh, Stars versus the Thunder. We've got the Stars dollar sixty-seven favourite. Sydney Thunder R two twenty. Been a pretty good go here for the Melbourne Stars uh, in early betting. So BBL game. The market's been pretty spot on for these BBL games thus far. So uh, plenty of punter support there for the Melbourne Stars, mate. That dollar uh, five might be over. You've raised the finger. What's happened, Brownie? Is it a wicket uh, or what is yeah, it? Yeah, Stark's come in. Um, they've got Burns LBW at the moment. He's gone upstairs to the review. He reckons it's a bit high, but it appeared plum. <laughs> to be fair, the way Rory Burns is going this test yeah. match, uh, I'm pretty confident he's got that review yeah. right. Hey, um, Tommy, you, you know that I had a bet uh, on the England first innings top run scorer, and I backed Burns, and it lasted four seconds. It could be one of the worst bets I've ever placed. Yeah, that's funny. You didn't certainly didn't get much enjoyment out of that one, Brown. That's for sure. <laughs> you know what? Oh, you know what? I really might be. It is high. So I was actually going to back Brownie in to actually say well, he was plum, right. But but could so be a that's tad plum, high. But it might be a fraction high. Well, so it's not plum. Well, <laughs> I, I don't have a side view. I don't have a side view. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. Hey, are you Thanks, with, are you with us today, or Hamo? In trackside. Hamo's on today. We've got the big dog on deck. Uh, that's uh, Hamo. Uh, we'll find a stack of winners right around the country this afternoon. No doubt he will. Thank you, mate. Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes. Ladbroke it. Make sure you make every race even more exciting. Now, I mentioned the Ladbrokes bet ticker as well. You can check where all the big bets are coming. And we get to, in particular, the bigger races. Too high. The last Not moment out. or two. What do you mean, too high? It's nearly bounced over his helmet. A couple of inches. <laughs> Plum. Did you really back him for... <laughs> on my life. Yeah, on my life. Did you watch it? Did you see the delivery? I got four seconds of enjoyment, and that was Stark's run-up. What, what enjoyment did you have? You had no enjoyment alluding to Burns. Well, until uh, the ball was out of Stark's fingers, <laughs> I was enjoying it. Should have laid off mid-pitch. Mate, it was <laughs> one of the great debacles. Uh, what a week it has been. Now, quickly before we get to the news, Brennan Ryan not too far away. Susan Giddis is going to join us as well. Um, Mystic Journey, that announcement was made late Wednesday night into early morning. And then yesterday when I was filling in for Bansley, uh, it was suggested to me via Matt Reid that there's still a star retirement was coming. And in fact, that turned out to be the case. So one absolute star in Mystic Journey. Yeah, that we've lost both of the, yeah, uh, the, disappointing. the, the great runners um, who had really good springs. They did. They were both great. As well. I mean, they, they both finished on top. It's not like they, they limped to the line. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really career-threatening injury-wise. Nope. So they've, they're going to enjoy retirement and, and be nice and healthy into it. Mystic Journey, um, 28 starts, 12 wins, five seconds and a third. Um, seven of uh, of 20 uh, wins in group or listed company. So that is elite. 
Group one winner, obviously. All-star mile winner. Just been a terrific horse. Um, for the connections and the state of Tasmania. Big shout-out, too, I want to give to Taya Stalker. The Night Stalker got injured on uh-huh. uh, Wednesday night before race four. Um, got uh, got dismounted off the horse, and then the horse um, kicked her in the face and the left side of her body. Mm. Um, we were held up for about an hour while uh, the ambulance took her to hospital, and, and we waited for another ambulance. She's come through okay, relatively speaking. There's no broken bones. There's no concussion. Sore. She'll be very sore. But um, we don't like seeing jockeys hurt, um, especially young apprentices that are finding their way. So uh, it's it's great relief that um, that she's okay, checked out of hospital now and on the road to recovery. Can we now – well, no, sorry. Can you now stop trying to push the night stalker as her nickname? No, I like it. Oh, no one else. I'm sure she doesn't. We had her on the show and she just nervously giggled well, as I, I tried you know, to well, get you to change Cody the line. Jordan today. Yes. And, um, are you going to run a buyer? Yeah, I'm going to run a buyer. <laughs> If she gives me the tick of approval, she's sort of the leader of the apprentices down there. Well, she's the leader of the whole damn state at the moment when it comes to the wins. She'll join us in around if 20 she minutes likes time. It, I reckon we can sort of ingratiate it through the ranks of the Tasmanian racing. Brennan Ryan not far away. It's time for the news. This is Tas Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. That's us, and this is Taz Racing Talk right across the beautiful state. I cannot sleep at the moment. Excitement. Not Christmas. Not this weekend. Not New Year's. Not even the Super Bowl, the NBA All-Star Weekend. Devonport Cup. Mm. Well, I need to speak to Brendan about what transpired Tuesday uh, mid-afternoon. Remember I came in and I had two tips for Devonport. Yeah, yes. Real sharpie, real sharpie. Were they from Brennan? No, they weren't. But... um, they both salute. Yeah. I'm not a dog guy. I leave all that up to, to Brennan and the but experts. You, you, you're a dog guy, but that's double G. Correct. I just need to ask him about Berate in race one and mm-hmm. then Clairvoyant in race two that won by eight. Jeez, didn't see Clairvoyant winning. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Brennan now. Brennan Ryan, our man, John, is Brennan. Hello, brother. Yeah, hi, guys. Where did you get the tips from? Rowney, I'd like, I'd like to know. Come on, give us your insight. He's, he's a former Tasmanian that um, owns quite a few uh Dogs in the yeah. state. Um, he likes to be quite anonymous. Oh, give me a but, spell. But he used to play cricket. <laughs> oh, here and, we go. Um, oh, here they, we go. They put up $10 about Berate, and that got uh, that got snaffled up. And I think it ended up touching sort of sixes back out to sevens. And it won. And then Clairvoyant absolutely bolted in. And some Sharpies took the $3. Mm-hmm. Were, were you uh, across those two runners? Um, a little bit on Clairvoyant. I knew it had called... Um, pretty fairly. Look, on its breeding, I knew it's Marley Kynes' assassin. It was a good stray tracker up in Queensland, so it definitely had early speed. But, um, yeah, the track certainly was in good form. And, yeah, 2584 and bolted in by almost eight means. That's, uh, yeah, certainly streaked the field. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show its hand. You know, it'll come through the grades off that run. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So there's some doubles landed and things like that. I just I was late to the party, so um, I, uh, I followed with great interest. But, yeah, that was... That was a nice way to start a Tuesday in Devonport, Cam. Yeah, it was. I should have had a punt, I mean, a, a punt on it. <laughs> but you did have a nice day. Uh, <laughs> Brennan, mate, last night, the heats, and we head towards a Hobart 1000 next week. The excitement's starting to build. What would you make of them? Oh, it was fantastic. You know, our local dogs really stepped up. We've got Superior Wallace, who ran 25 
and uh, 87 there in his heat uh, for trainer Nicole Howard comes off the back of winning the Devonport Chase and uh, Scotty and Jody Wine who own the Greyhound uh, they're kicking themselves I mean they've got a dog that's going into one of the most prestigious group one finals we've got on the uh, Greyhound calendar so um, you know it's a great time for them and especially with a dog that they've owned and bred successfully it's a big thrill. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Brennan, so just talk me through this, but uh, is, it, it's, is it right that the Hall of Fame dinner tomorrow night and the box draw, is it all done in one in one function? Yeah, the Brilliant. whole shebang. It I all, love it. it all, yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of anticipation. Like, we've got the field and, you know, and now it's all this, you know, this, you know, we had anticipation in the heat who was going to qualify, and now it's more excitement on what dog's going to draw what box. Oh, jeez, I'm bloody well excited. I tried to get down for next week, Brennan, but uh, unfortunately some state restrictions and the rest of them have, have stopped me. But it, it leads, and we just spoke to, to Tom Hackett only moments ago. It really leads into, he, he said the traders, the Ladbroke traders, haven't quite set the market just yet. And I suggested, and I think very correctly, that they wait for you to give a tip to see how the race might play out. Now, I know the box draw plays a fair bit into it as well, but which way are you leaning right now? Oh, look, I, it, it, there's not much between all, all eight runners. There's only a length between them, more or less. It's very even field, but... I can't go in. Look, I, I, I'm pressed to find one at the moment until the draw comes. That is the most crucial part, and 90% is it's how it's going to determine on who wins this race. I'll tell you what, Ladbrokes trade is going to have to wait a couple more days, Brownie, before uh, yeah. Brendan goes bang and gives a, a little bit of a tip. Uh, outside of it, and we're going to have our very special guest in a uh, about a minute's time, but outside of it, what do you like in the next couple of days? Got any bets for us into uh, early next week? Yeah, well, I'm going to come out of my own out of my own camp. Um, we're heading to Devonport for the heats of the, uh, the semi-finals of the Devonport Breeders' Classic, and I've got a runner there called Just Posh. Uh, she's drawn the red box and uh, won a, her heat. It was a non-tab meeting on a Saturday, just gone and uh, did very well to qualify. I think she ran 25 and 58, and uh, no, sorry, 25.85, and um, you know. She's really primed for the series. She's got the red box. She comes up against Windburn Ruby, which is going to be arguably one of the most talented grounds we've got in the state. So I'm really looking forward to the conquest between those two runners. All right, beautifully done. Brennan Ryan giving tips. Of course, if you ever missed them, at SN underscore track. And as usual, and I say this about Jamie Cockshot, I say this about anyone who joins us, they just get the biggest and best guests on this particular show. And uh, Brennan, you've done no different today as you uh, want to welcome a very special guest in. I certainly have, and this lady in question is uh, regarded as, you know, uh, one of, my, of our most respected trainers in the state, uh, Susan Giddes. She uh, is a better half of the Nathan Giddes operation these days, but Susan, welcome. Uh, you've got a busy time ahead of you. You're uh, responsible for the care of Ferdinand Boy, who, you know, despite running second, it was a brilliant performance in the heat last night. Yeah, thanks, Brennan. No, really wrapped with the run. Um, only second look on the track, and Obviously, still, still a big culture change for the dog. You know, he's never been away from home, and now he's had to to move to a colder state with people he doesn't know and and a whole different routine. So, really stoked at how he went last night, um, and I think there's a lot more improvement to see next week. Being such a professional athlete, Susan Ferdinand Boy, he must. Um, what's he like at around your kennels at the moment? I know you've only had him for a short campaign, but. He, uh, he, is he a bit of a content sort of dog? Yeah, look, he, he's pretty content. Um, David did say to me more so at the track that sometimes he can 
dig the heels in and doesn't want to do anything. And sort of for the first uh, week that he was here, that's how he felt about, no, I go to the car. No, I go over here. No, I do this. Whereas, um, yeah, the longer he's been here, the more settled and just going with the flow. But he, he's a pretty easy dog to handle. Yeah. Um, look, you know, as you know far better than me, the silent lure that we've got at both Devonport and Hobart, it's a crucial thing that the dogs get a good look at it. Um, do you think the second, the third run under under his belt for Ferdinand Boyd, that should really help him now, to, you know, to get more of a balance of how the start's going to come? Because, it, well, as you know, I say it again, there's not, there's a bit of a pitch they can hear it, but there's not much, you know, if they don't get a look at it, 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 it can be a bit of a cost, can it? Oh, for sure. And look, in comparison to the cable lure, it is very quiet. Um, the mm. Hobart boxes are a fair way off the rail, so... Um, you know, if they're in the boxes there with a the dog that makes a little bit of noise next to them, it's really hard to hear it, hard to time it. It's a long run to the back straight. That sort of throws off some of the, the interstate dogs a bit because it's a fairly long run to the to the end of the back straight. And then it's a little bit uphill in the home straight. So it is a really tough 460. Um, so I think he's just going to improve again, um, third look on the track and just really knowing where he's going, what he's doing. And um, yeah, I, I just expect big things from him next week. Um, you've been involved with quite a number of Hobart Thousand finals and a few runners. Uh, you know, your dad, John, he won a won a Hobart Thousand, well notably with Jenny's Legacy. And you know, obviously each final's different, but you know what you've seen so far. This is a pretty good even field. There's not much between them, is there? Oh, it's, it's they couldn't have picked it uh, more evenly. I don't think the the big thing which is generally in your finals is going to come around a box draw noticed a few dogs last night that really wanted inside a few really wanted outside and we've kind of hand selected we want to be in between those dogs in the right direction yep. um and that's mm-hmm. just going to play a big part where they draw is going to going to be the difference between who's where at the first turn yeah no for sure guys uh i've got one more question which i'll finish at the end but uh, uh, do you want to ask susan anything before we finish up i think just the excitement susan obviously anytime there's uh, a huge race that that's beckoning and the, the excitement you can feel it can't you and uh, i was talking a little earlier brennan we're talking about tomorrow night i think it's been done perfectly hall of fame dinner the box draw all rolled into one the heats last night it's a really big week and one that you can't help but get caught up in oh it's a really exciting week for us down here you know it's it's the only Group 1 race in Tasmania yep. in all three codes. Um, the dinner itself, we like to, you know, pull out the dresses. People generally don't recognise us because we don't <laughs> look like we normally do. So, yeah, it's very exciting. And, and yeah, just to be involved in the race uh, itself, that this just adds another element. I can imagine. Brennan, fire away with your last question before we let Susan go. Susan, uh, there is one thing the guys don't know about, or you and I know. Uh, when the box draw is done, you normally like to give us a little bit of a phantom call. Uh, will you be taking on the job this year? I will, I will. And it always um, messes with people because they all think I'm calling the race as I predict it to actually be. But I like to mix it up and make it a bit different just to uh, keep everyone guessing. So, yes, I'll be the, I'll be the caller again. Um, but, yeah, who knows who might win. No, for sure. Look, Susan, enjoy the week and, uh, you know, best of luck to you and David and Rose. I know how much it means to be in the Hobart Thousand. As I said, you've been involved in many winners of the race and, you know, closely with your dad, with Jenny's legacy. So, you know, best of luck, enjoy the week and, um, yeah, and I'll, no doubt I'll see you tomorrow night at the uh, at the dinner. Yeah, that's if you recognise me. No worries. <laughs> Thanks, Brennan. Beautifully <laughs> Thank done. You. Enjoy the night, Susan, and good luck for the uh, next week. Brennan, before we let you go, mate, just your best bets for the next couple of days again, please. 
Uh, yeah, we'll head to Devonport again. I'm going to stick with Just Posh on top. She's got box one there in the semi of the Breeders' Classic. Uh, look, I think she's going really well. She's prone to run a good race. It's going to be a nice uh, challenge between her and Windburn Ruby, but hopefully I've got the rails draw, and, you know, we always like to get an inside in any race, so hopefully that'll be my winning ace there to be through to the big one next week. Beautifully done, mate. Enjoy what has been a, and is going to be a very big week, mate. You're front and centre, so have as much fun as you humanly can, and we'll talk next Friday. Not a problem, guys. Thanks very much. Beautifully done. Now, before we get to the break, Brownie, as you know, you could be listening to us wherever you might be around Australia. We also get to watch us by Taz Racing TV, which makes me chuckle when you've got a financial investment clearly in the NFL. Why can't kickers kick? Like, they have literally one job, right? It was a 49-yarder. It wasn't oh, that please, easy. Please. There's no wind. Well, what is your, uh, what is your little bet today? Um, I like the Steelers at the plus. At the plus. All right. Yeah, so go. all the points are important points. Hence the head shaking as uh, Boswell has faded left in the last couple of Shocking. yards. <laughs> Cody Jordan. I'm not sure if she loves NFL, but she does love riding winners. She's going to join us on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Wherever you might be, good afternoon to you. Taz Racing Talk, all thanks to Ladbrokes. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, get involved. 0499 736 736. Some anger from Campbell Brown is imminent. Justin <laughs> Jefferson finds himself in the end zone for the Vikings. Oh, no. I don't know. Now, the only thing hotter right now on a Wednesday night, which is the SEN Track Wednesday night Tasmania program with yourself, Josh Jenkins and Damian Watson, is Cody Jordan. That's true. 25 wins on fire. Apprentice jockey still. She is flying. Had a double Wednesday night yep. in Launceston. And a couple of seconds. Did you back either of the winners? Uh, I didn't. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to try and lie then. She had a huge win last week in the new market and she joins us now. Cody, hello to you. Welcome back and you are on fire. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's um, definitely been a pretty good start to the season so far. Do, do you think you're doing anything different? Like, it's, I'm assuming in this situation it's it's hard to put a, you know, a fingerprint on something that's, you know, different or changing or working better for you. But is there anything tangible do you think that you're doing different or things are going in the right direction that might not have been there in the past? Oh, I mean, it's all just kind of working out now, I think, and... I'm definitely trying to get a lot more on top of my fitness and weight and all that kind of stuff. So it's all just working out pretty well and you kind of go into the races a bit more with the attitude of what will happen will happen, like you can have your plans. But no, it's just all, I don't know, it just seems to all be working out pretty well, good and I'm definitely getting a lot of support. Well, when it comes to your fitness and, and, and your weight, which is obviously a critical part of, of being a jockey, is it? Is it something that you just sort of mature into and yet you kind of understand as you become a jockey or do you have a mentor who kind of gives you indications of what you're not doing right or what you need to be doing? Or does it just sort of evolve organically? I think it does just evolve. Like you're kind of brought into it all with, you know, expectations. Like it might, you might be fine, but you certainly hit a few struggling points and like that's where we've got people here that can help us and, yeah, so it's all it's all just learning curves, I guess, and the further you go through it, the more you learn, and yeah. We mentioned you had a couple of winners uh, Wednesday night in a, in a few seconds. Uh, who were you most impressed by? Um, Azara was really nice victory, and, and so was Tally Mo. Um, both, you know, favourites in the race and expected to win, but they still need to get the job done. Yeah, they, they were both quite nice horses in the runs, like a quite, uh, like Azara, she's a really nice filly moving forward and Talibo, I mean just to get the win on that horse the owners have been 
a really good support and she's um she's not the easiest horse to have around the stable so that was super yeah tell us a bit about uh, azara because um you've been on her back the last couple of starts before that in her last preparations it's been um shared around anthony darman and brendan mccall and a, a couple of other jockeys um but uh, the, the horse has gone really well for you. Yeah, yeah, she's lovely. She's uh, she's pretty push button in the runs. I mean, yep. you can kind of put her anywhere. And she the other night it was just a matter if the leader was going to drop off, and it did. And she just got a nice rails run around. But like I said, I think she's quite a smart filly moving forward. She just doesn't quite know it yet. So I think she's only going to keep improving, which is exciting. We had that incident just before race four with Taya Stalker, another uh, apprentice. Um, She's got taken to hospital. Have you spoken to her? Have you, have you uh, touched base and, and seen if she's okay? Yeah, yeah. I spoke to her the night that it happened and it was just all probably a big mess still for her then in, in, in her mind. So it was just good to hear her talking and see that she's doing all right. I mean, you just it's just so scary to see and that can happen to anyone at the blink of an eye. So we're all there for each other and it was good to see that she's all okay. In that situation, what, what does go through your mind? How do you keep yourself sort of occupied? You're obviously worried about a, a friend and a, and a colleague and you understand the, the dangers of, of, of the job that you have. But when you have that delay and where, you know, Brownie was on air. It was, and, an, it was and over an hour. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time. Like, well, what do you do or what do the jockeys do to, to try and stay mentally on while also understanding that you got a, you know, human side, you're caring for a friend? Yeah, it's just all like we kind of just all grouped back in there together and we all like went in the stewards room and they made sure we were all pretty good yep. and it's just, yeah, we're all just there talking and half trying to take our mind off it but half just waiting for, you know, reassurance that everyone's all right and, you know, if the meeting can't go on, it can't go on, stuff like that, just as long as everyone's fine and, yeah, good to go. So, And that's the best news because, uh, well, it's obviously uh, it didn't look pretty. The fact she's a little shaken up, but she's going to be okay is uh, exactly the news that we wanted to hear in the aftermath of Wednesday night. Cody, you're on fire. We love watching you do your stuff. Brownie has promised he'll start backing you on a Wednesday night because it's doing no one, <laughs> well, definitely his pocket, a lot of harm by not following you in. So continue the hot form and we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. How many times can I tell you, Brandon, to start backing her? I don't oh, know how I many bef- times I've no, tell I before. It's just... Yeah, um, no, 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 two seconds. Maybe you're the Moz. I could well be. Yeah, well, I might. Uh, we might back her on uh, Devonport Cup oh. Day, <laughs> and uh, and then if she gets the job done, hey, big, give her a little sling. Big big shout-out to you as well, mate. Yeah? Because you, you keep wanting to go for this hike on the Thursday morning, the day after Devonport Cup. Was it 90 minutes out? Then the, the hike of Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. How, how far was the hike meant to be? Oh, it's, it's about 21 k's. Yeah. It's a, a longish sort of day. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole day. In fact, well, they, they said you should do it over two or three days. Yeah, so you wanted to do it on a Thursday morning after Devonport Cup. Yeah, I did, and now I've conceded. As soon I'm as I messaged, you conceded. Uh, credit to you, though. You said, look, I'm happy to do whatever you do. If you yeah. want to do it, I'll do it. If not, no worries. Mm. When I text you saying, mate, I've reconsidered. Let's, yeah. just, let's just fly out on yeah. Thursday morning. You shot it back a message. <laughs> Within five seconds. I'll be honest, I sprained my thumb. It was working <laughs> so, so yeah, fast. Sounds good, mate. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Well, I can't leave tag here by myself. By yourself. That is also true if he's allowed back in the well, building. Well, there's, there's also that type of unfolding, developing news. Uh, 0499 736 to get involved. There's a booth review. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. I can tell you the Vikings have scored first. That's okay. Uh, after it, after a, I took overs as well. Yeah. So any score's a good score, just better if the Steelers score. You know what I'm saying? Jeez, how is your little uh, crew going? Because I did bump into, and I've told this story, 
bumped into someone recently who's not happy with you and uh, your Los Angeles-based punter <laughs> getting out of bed early for college football, of which it's clear you know nothing about. Shocking, so, shocking. How's the, how was the fund? Is it okay? What fund? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfectly done. Hey, uh, best of the day for Brownie. He's bullish. Mounting out isn't far away. News on the other side of this.